but to do that, we have to be able to get treatment. We have to be have strategies. So I listen tonight. Please be yourself and give this because okay. we believe that someone's sure. going to get victory. Yes, yes. Listen, this okay. is how we're on the network. You know, right. um, because this is really in tune with where we are as a culture and it's our job within as the church and as believers to penetrate where these issues are and mental health is a very big situation so you know let, we, we thank you i want to say something let i want to give an example of mental health and mental illness mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and i'm going to use what we're going through today we are quote normal people right we are quote but this trauma of covid has knocked some of us on our feet. We are experiencing levels of anxiety. We are experiencing levels of fear like never before. The very elect are experiencing fear and anxieties and depression. That's mental health. We, we don't have a biological, but because of the trauma, and I would call that vicarious trauma. Right. No, uh, uh it's not even vicarious. Tra so vicarious trauma is, mm -hmm. is you're being traumatized by somebody else's trauma. Mm -hmm. This one is called, let Absolutely. me just get the term right. This is a trauma that we all share together. This trauma is called, and I want to get the get it right, collective trauma. Mm. What is collective trauma? Collective trauma. Collective trauma. Let me give the right definition here. It's a collective trauma refers to the shared injuries by a large group of the population due to a major kind of a catastrophic or chronic oppressed poverty and disease. For example, COVID-19. Collective. So that means we are all experiencing some form of trauma. Uh -huh. And we are sharing it not just with New York, not with Texas, not with, we're sharing it with the world. So that's mental health. That's when normal people are, are affected by some form of trauma and we it's a collective trauma and we're all going through it. It scares me for someone today to tell me I'm okay. Because we're not. And it's okay not to be okay. It's okay. And that's the part of healing. To understand reality. Now that's where mental illness and mental health breaks. Mental illness is a loss of reality. It's more of a biological. Some people are born with it. Uh, schizophrenia is a result of a lack of uh, serosome that is secreted by the brain. It's a, it's a hormone that's secreted. Or trauma. Childhood trauma is one of the most highest forms of mental health that affect people who are adults. So, so if Look I can, how, I, I apologize. I don't mean to interrupt. I just want to say this um, because I want us to hit that anxiety component because yes. it's so urgent and if i can i would like to bring this infographic that you had on your page um and share that so that they can see this uh because this is a big deal and if you could while this graphic is up please uh talk about anxiety and how it presents itself and how people can deal with it 
Absolutely. So um, anxiety is, uh, let me just give a definition. Anxiety is triggered by that collective, that trauma, right? And anxiety can show itself. It can manifest itself as different things. And look at the physical part first. All of a sudden you're having chest pains, mm. difficulty breathing, extreme fatigue, right? The difficulty in breathing the chest pain resembles a heart attack. Right. Someone who never, never had any heart problems all of a sudden have a shortness of breath and they feel dizzy and they're, they're pain. Rapid heartbeat, mm-hmm. headaches, visible difficulties, clenching of the jaws. You ever see somebody who's that tight, the jaws are tight? Right, right, right. Okay? Aches and pains in the body that you never had before. These are some of the physical manifestation of anxiety. And let's look at the emotions. Let's look at the brain, how, how the brain is affected by anxiety. Confusion, nightmares, disorientation, a heightened alertness or a lower alertness, Hmm. poor concentration, memory problems, poor problem solving, difficulty identifying familiar objects or people. All of a sudden, what's her name? I can't. Wow. So these are some of them. Now let's go to the emotional. And then the last one I want to do is behavior. Mm-hmm. behavior. So emotionally, with chest pain, is basically that's that anxiety, right? But also what comes with the emotions of that is guilt, grief. We're going to see a lot of guilt with COVID survivors. We have not seen it yet, but we, there is a lot of COVID survivors they have it. They have. They, I think it's a term. It's called death grief. Why did not when so uh, so many other people died and I didn't? Yeah, it's survivors. Survivors guilt. Yes. That's it. Survivors. We're going to see a lot of that. Um, denial. Severe panic sometimes. Like he just in irritability, loss of emotional control, depression, a sense of failure, feeling overwhelmed, and blaming yourself or others. These are emotional manifestation of anxiety. And let's look at behavior. Now you have someone who has intense anger, or you have someone who's withdrawn. Then you may have someone who has out, out, emotional outbursts, temporarily, temporary or cre- increase of appetite. This one is you want to see a lot excessive alcohol consumption or drug use. I'm seeing it in a church. Mm. Inability to rest at night and change, hopefully in the married people, in sexual functionality. So anxiety affects your physical body, your brain, your emotions, and your behavior. And watch this. A lot of us don't even know we have it. Wow. And that was that was that was something I was gonna ask you. We can have these behaviors. Can we have these behaviors and not even notice it? Yeah. Um, because I think sometimes, you know, some people can say, Oh, I deal with this deal with that, and then they you know, sometimes we try to self-diagnose ourselves, you know, because we read one <laughs> yes. little thing. But then also some of us are functional, but we're having 
these moments mm -hmm. and don't realize that we're we're dealing with this anxiety and we're having a uh, mental health is now being disturbed yes. in a way that can form formulate mental illnesses and different things and bring us. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, I'm sorry. Finish what you said. No, no, no. I'm sorry. But can you help us understand that, like how we can be functional and don't even realize that we're actually dealing with this? Well, a lot of people are functional, <laughs> uh, even before COVID. But um, that's another story. <laughs> Well, you, you, you started noticing your behavior. Okay, first of all, remember I said mental health is different from mental illness. So mental health is just, we don't, we deal with reality. Mental illness has a loss of reality. So if your reality is, you know, I never thought about drinking before. Or I never cursed anyone out. Or why am I having all these pains and chest pains? And I feel I feel like you know. And, and let me tell you how I I I have first my first um, person I knew suffered with anxiety attack. They kept going back and forth to the hospital thinking they having they was having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. They would go to the emergency room. Ah, ah, having a heart attack. And it wasn't. It was anxiety. Mm -hmm. Have you ever known anybody go back and forth to the hospital say they're going to have they're having a heart attack? So you have to know yourself. You have to understand that if you're acting any way outside your characteristic, or if people are telling you, you know, you know, you're not acting right, something wrong. But you have to face the reality, and, and this is this is one of the messages I, I I need to just get out to everybody. The reality is we are going through something that we never been through before in right. this generation. Right. It is going to have a psychological and it has on all of us. Yes. So it's good to be alert on your behavior. Amen. Put up your radars. What you used to like, if you don't like it no more. And a lot of people and, and, and a lot of people used to like church and they're not going, they're losing their faith. Wow. Because of issues, fear, anxiety. God, why are you letting this happen? That's a form of, that's a manifestation of anxiety also, especially right. for the body of Christ, when you're losing your faith in God. So, so let's talk about that for a minute. Um, let's talk about that for a minute because uh, one of the questions that, um, I want us to be able to address, especially because we have this audience with a lot of prophetic people um, on okay. here. So we want to hit two things. Um, first, because we were talking about, you know, that um, a lot of prophetic people have these issues. You know what I'm saying? And so let's let's deal with that. And what, in your opinion, in your professional opinion and in your spiritual opinion, you know what I'm saying? What are the parallels between prophetic people who are prophetically gifted and mental health or mental illness? What is are there parallels that you have seen um, or even the accusation in those who are gifted people who are really just um, experiencing, you know, turbulence in their spirit because God is dealing with them or whatever? How do they handle that? Okay, so so I, I've seen it all. I've seen it uh, prophets in my program. I've seen prophets in the hospital. I've seen the prophets in church. For one, um, I just want to, for all you prophets out there, you're going to identify with this and know. 
Prophets are people that go through seasons of rejection. Mm-hmm. They go through seasons of isolation. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Come on. They go through seasons of being hurt. Talk about it. <laughs> they go through seasons of being used. <coughs> they go through seasons of being rejected. Mm. And all that brings on a form of anxiety, right? And then here you have the enemy. Oh, and then they have these gifts. These gifts that's not cultivated. Mm. So now they're hearing voices and they and they 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 they're wounded. Because see the enemy comes to wound the prophet's emotions. Yes. Talk about that, please. Because if I can wound your emotion, then I can root bondage of bitterness and unforgiveness in your spirit. Or paranoia. I don't want to be around those people no more because all they do is... So if I can... If if I'm the enemy and I can put these roots, I'm an opportunity. You know Satan is an opportunity, right? So I, I, I know who you are. You may not even know who you are yet, prophet. So let me go ahead and put the spirit of rejection her pain so I can so you can open up these very things of bitterness up against so now I can get down in that root and put you in bondage. And I call and then I what was that term I use? So now I have you in bondage. Now you have paranoia, anxiety, you hear voices, you're not cultivated. So now you think you're crazy. And your people think you're crazy too. And then on top of that, some people see your gifts and they use you. They use you. They my, use the gift. My, 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 my. This is good. This is my. Good. So you get all those factors in, right? Oh, yeah. Somebody said jealousy. Then they, je- oh my God, people. So you get all those factors in. You got the enemy on one side trying to destroy you because mm-hmm. he's scared of your gift. And you get the, and you get now the root. The roots are rooted. <coughs> the gift is uncultivated. And now I call it the madman syndrome. Mm. All that going on in the prophet head, and now they can't deal with it. And now they, they end up with the madman syndrome. I've seen prophets in a psychiatric ward. I've seen prophets in my shelter. Great prophets. But the madman syndrome has come in because the enemy took root through the form of rejection, isolation. And that's why, prophets, you got to be very careful. You have to pray, ask God to put you under somebody who can cultivate the gifts in you. You have to understand, too, and you have to do a reality. You have to see the enemy in your life. You have to know that you have to bound, rebuke that spirit of rejection. It's not personal. Right, right. It's not personal. That they don't like you. You don't fit in. Everywhere you go, it's not personal. It's who you, it's because of who you are. It's the spirit behind it. Prophets take things personal. They're so emotional. Because of the gift and because of the insecurity of the gift and because of the lack of, of cultivation, 
of the gift and they become susceptible. So what happens to a prophet that ends up in the G building? Some of them may get on medication, right? Some of them get treatment. But once they come, once they start healing the wounds that the enemy has embedded through the form of rejection, isolation, jealousy, all that, they have to heal. How do a prophet heal? Go ahead, so, go ahead. So, no, no, you're fine. So I want to ask you, how does a prophet properly navigate between understanding if it's a personal, like his experience, his trauma versus like, like a prophet said, with um, talk about like, if it's just right, really the spirit, um, like dealing with him, you know, because sometimes it can be God dealing with us, you know, it can be God dealing with us and different things versus our own. How do we um divvy or how do we separate the two or understand the difference between our mental health or our, our issues of anxiety and worry and rejection versus mm-hmm. us just dealing with the mandate of a prophet through our seasons of transition of loneliness and it not be a loneliness of like just a guy trying to deal with it. how do we navigate the truth healing mm. healing mm-hmm. healing prayer, deliverance, treatment. Why mm. prophet scared to see a therapist? Why prophet scared to see a <laughs> Prayer, deliverance, treatment. You have to deal with your own issues first. Prophets have to understand. You know a lot of prophets are, are, are abused as children. Right? Yes. So that that so that so so now that was that was meant to not only put them in bondage and keep them at that age for them to hate people, right? You've got to heal that little child. You've mm. got to find that little child and you have to heal them. Go ahead, man. So would you say a lot of prophets or even a lot of people, a lot of their trauma stems from their childhood? So would you, like, cause I know, like, and I think a lot of people don't really understand the impact of childhood trauma. To understand how it builds up adulthood uh, issues of and different things. So how do we like? Where do we start at? Can I can I give you a a, a story first about how what I what I when I minister to people? Um, what is that movie? Oh God! When the, when the robot came back to kill little boy, what was that movie? You're too young to know that. What was that movie? I can't see. They go that anxiety. What, Term- I'm Terminator. Terminator. Now, I, this is a this is a story I like to use. Mm-hmm. This little helpless boy and his mama, little boy, they're going to send an advanced liquidated robot from the future all the way back to the past to kill this little boy, to abuse and murder him. Helpless boy. Why? Because they saw who he was going to be. Mm-hmm. They saw that he was going to be great in the future. And they know that they couldn't even touch him when he got grown because they see that was the end of him. So they said, let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back where he's helpless. Let's go back where he's vulnerable and let's destroy him there. Because if we can destroy him there, he will never grow up to be who he supposed to be. 
-hmm. And that's the trick of the enemy. To go into a vulnerable, the vulnerable child, because he know who he's going to grow up to be, he or she, mm-hmm. and destroy them at that young age, so they never come into the true manifestation who who God has called them to be. So now, what do you do, survivors? Mm-hmm. Right. Just know this too: God still use all that for the good. So God will use all that because that too will bring deliverance somebody else. That's another story. But you have to heal. You have to come to reality that I have been traumatized. How do I get over this trauma? I need prayer. I need deliverance. And I need treatment. If I don't get it, I'm going to to bleed on people. I'm going to be in bondage. I'm going to be, I'm going to get that man-man syndrome, right? And, or I'm, I've seen prophets that they, they don't even want to be around people that so hurt and wounded. You see them and they, and they, and they snap and they real, real short with you and they real nasty. And those people are undelivered from issues. Say that again. Say, say that again. Say that again, please. You know that you got uh, snapping and they, they just rude to you and they just uh, and they and they hiding behind this persona like they're better than a prophet. <laughs> they're hiding behind this uh, 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 persona, but in reality, it's un, un, unhealed wounds on the inside. Mm-hmm. Because hurt people don't hurt. Hurt people hurt people. Right. Heal, heal people. Heal people. Right. Right. And, and and I think that that's important, especially as we are discussing this and we have a plethora of different um, um, different people on here. And, um, I, you know, I don't understand what what I do understand what's going on when you start dealing with this and you start speaking to these issues, then demonic spirits start presenting. Oh, and, somebody something. oh, they are. Oh, my. And and what what I need to say to those um, who are speaking and they're speaking out of turn and using profanity, there's deliverance for you. Yeah. There, there's deliverance for you um, and you can be healed you can be delivered you can right be now. set free and God's people you know what I'm saying this is how you know you're dealing with situations you know what I'm saying uh, of like personality disorders and different things mm-hmm. of that nature and so we're not going to attack you that's what we're here for that's what that's what we're here for we're here because we want to be that bridge to be able to help you out and to help you to be delivered and to help you to be able to get to the next place that God has for you. Because it's not the will of God that you have to go through this or that you got to act up like this. You mm-hmm. understand? And so what happens is what happens is all of these things that we're talking about, it is hitting somebody upside the head. It's hitting somebody upside the head. And so um, I want to say you in the right place. Uh, Amen. Uh, what, what the man said um, on the Coca-Cola commercial, you got the right one, baby, yeah. <laughs> you you, you will be delivered tonight. You will be delivered. That's confirmation to me. Yes. Because yes. the enemy doesn't show up 
There's right. something now, right? Absolutely. So, you know, and and that's, that's what we doing. want. That's what we want. We want people to be healed and delivered. And that's why we are we're talking about this. Because some of what you were saying, some of what you were saying about, you know, behavioral presentations. Manifestations. You know, and those manifestations coming forth. And sometimes, like you said in the beginning, sometimes people don't even realize that they are operating in this. And they're doing it. So, so you sis, we're not mad at you. We're not mad at you, but we want you to get help. Help is here. Help is here if you want it. Listen, listen, and and the scripture says that if you first have a willing mind. Gotta be willing. If you first have a a willing mind. So we don't want we're not gonna get off track, but I just wanted to address that because that's important that we be able to understand that this is necessary. When we start talking about demonic spirits, and that's why we need the spiritual and the natural. That's why I said to you, how do you see that parallel between the spiritual and the natural? This is stuff that happens on a regular basis. And I think that's what I wanted to say. Like, even in moments like this, where deliverance is coming because this is a part of deliverance ministry Come on. addressing the root you talked about it so many times the root of things even navigating for senior leaders how to properly how to operate in a spirit of deliverance when dealing with um this realm like how to be natural but also be discerning in the spirit because we have to realize there's an internal battle going on absolutely and not handle it in our natural eye that there are certain things that when you start talking about certain stuff it begins to now erupt it gets to disturb so even to that like how as a church just real quick how as a church and leadership addressing even as moments like that where discerning the natural from the spirit and not taking it personal because some leaders will take you know situations personal when this is a part of the it's it's not personal it's not you know um even when the demon came when jesus came they said why did you come to torment me you know it's not it's not personal no you just know freedom is here you know freedom is around so when freedom come around, you know, how do we that? <laughs> well, here's the thing. And even as she's getting ready to answer that question, I just want to add this little caveat in there. We prayed before we came on. So if you're here, we called you here. <laughs> hey, we, we, we called you Love here. It. We called you here because we knew what was coming to the table and Ooh, we want God. you to be free. Hallelujah. We want you to be set free by the power of God. Hallelujah. You know, they said this on Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. We're not afraid of no demon. We came here and we called you to the table. And you're here because we called you. Amen. Amen, evangelist. Amen. I like that. (laughs) Well, how do spiritual leaders not take it personal, right? When they have attacks like this, you mean? Like when they're speaking and somebody come on the platform and tell this stuff about them? In their physical, even in the physical aspect where, you know, they, you know, they see it manifest or it's manifesting. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we build that understanding to be like, okay, this is, um, like, this is the spirit. Like, this is spirit. Can, can I say something? I don't know about y'all, but I get happy. Because let me tell you something. When Jesus when when when, when Jesus would come up on the scene, right, mm-hmm. then the, the demons start manifesting and they start, you know, why you come to bother us, right? They did not manifest until Jesus came. They were around. They just living. 
their daily lives, right? What they do all day with people possessing, but they didn't manifest until Jesus came. So that should tell you something. If they're manifesting, that means that Holy Spirit on you is strong. Jesus in the manifest, amen? If they're not manifesting, that's the, that's the issue. That's the issue. If you yes. can walk up to the room full of people and you say that you are uh, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit yes. and something will manifest, you better check yourself. Come on. Amen? Come on. You can't take the person. Like I said, Jesus came on the scene. I'm sure the people, when the demons were speaking, when these other people are looking like, oh my goodness. Even when he was in the church, the demon manifests. Uh-huh. And he was sitting around them all in all. But he couldn't manifest until the Holy Spirit, to the man of God, walked in the room. So guess what? If they're manifesting, you should give God praise. That's because your Holy Spirit is making them uncomfortable. Absolutely. And, and that's what we need to do. And so I want to pivot right here. I want to pivot right here. Um, yeah. That with what you're saying. So what do you advise to believers and prophets? And I want to say this, that this person that that's presenting on tonight and and i'm saying this because this is this is this is what this is about this is what Uh this is about we're talking about prophetic people this is in the prophetic group that this is happening this is this is yeah this is in the prophetic group that this is happening and so i think that that puts a greater emphasis on our point tonight that this is so necessary and even if they didn't want to present, you can't help it. You can't help it because when you come upon this, you know what I'm saying, it's something in you that gets stirred up. You know what I'm saying? And you can't hide. You can't hide, you know what I'm saying, when the Spirit of God shows up. And so um, my question is where I wanted to pivot here is how do you advise, what is your advice to believers and to prophetic people that are in need of mental health evaluations? There's a there's a first part to that question. What's the first part to that question, Prophet? The first part is what do you advise for um like what are the some of the signs? So what are the some of the signs um that we can as believers um start just looking at to see if someone needs a mental health evaluation? Because I think some of us, you said a lot of us got mental health and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. We don't want to miss anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't want to miss anymore. Um, I've seen it outside of the church, but really in the church, especially being a senior leader. What are some of the signs? Because just to say for some even how we counsel people to make sure, mm-hmm. what are some of the signs that we need to be aware of before we just start counseling people? We got to be careful to know what we can handle in our own hands. So what are some of the, what are some good of the question. Good question. So remember I said mental health and mental illness is two separate things. So you may have someone who who comes into your office who's suffering from, let's say, uh, fatigue, like uh, some type of trauma, right? They lost their child, right? God forbid. Mm-hmm. So now you have someone who's extremely emotional, right? Who probably is blaming God, mad at God, right? Who probably said they didn't sleep for five days, who said that they can't, don't have an appetite, Right? who said that they, they, they were in the house all all day long. They just came out of the church because they dragged themselves out of the church. 
that person may have may be suffering from depression. Watch this. Some depression, there's two types of depressions. There's clinical and there's situational. Situational depression is something that we all go through. You broke up with your, your, your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend. Now you're listening to all this love music, eating ice cream, you're in the bed for five days, you you know, you you calling people crying, but okay. you get over it. Like two, three weeks, maybe a month or so, you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. Or you, you lost a loved one and you're grieving, right? And and and, and you you're grieving and you and you you know you, you may stay in the bed a little longer, you may not take a bath today, you might not have either you're not eating or you're overeating. What I'm trying to say is the situation is what's causing you to be depressed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We all have breakups. Everybody go back to that first breakup, that first heartbreak, right? But you're not depressed today, right? right. You went through no. it. It was situational. Mm. Clinical depression, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Wow. One woman explained it to me. She said it feels like she sunk into a hole, a black hole, and could not get out. Mm. Clinical depression is a biological piece, something that occurred in the brain through either you're born with it or through childhood trauma, which childhood trauma can have an effect on the, the, the brain and how it grows into adulthood, right? So now you have clinical depression where you cannot get out of bed. You cannot eat. And most likely, it gets so low, you're thinking about, you're contemplating suicide. Clinical, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Some forms of light is through medication and treatment and counseling. So if you have someone come to your office and they say, you know, uh, I'm just feeling really down. You know, I lost my husband. My husband left me for another woman or my wife left me for another woman. And I just don't have the motivation to go to work or eat and nothing. Your question, even in a situation, is, I need you to understand this. Your question at any time to somebody in your office is, do you feel like hurting yourself or others? Right, right. Wow. Even a situation. Oh, no, no, I, I would never do that. I would never hurt. Okay, that person has a situation, depression. They may need, you may need to assign them to a, if they're a male, a male minister, or a female, female minister, just to call them, check up on them, you know, help them get through that, that period of situation. Now you get a clinical depression person come to your office. And they're exhibiting some of the same things. And you ask them that same question. And they said, yeah, I thought about it, you know, because it it just hurts so much every morning when I wake up. You know, I just think that I'm just ready to go see Jesus. So you would say clinical depression will be sometimes when parents or even when a family member loses somebody and they want to go be with them or they want to. Would that be a form of Remember, they they kind of exhibit each other, right? Mm, okay. But the difference is clinical. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. 
That's it. That's the rest of their life. They can have that depression. But if they don't get, but they, and if they get treatment or medication, it's for the rest of their life. Because without the medication or treatment, they can go back into that depression, right? But then you get situational depression. And they may say, I want to go with my mother. I want to go. I said it. <laughs> my mother died. Right. But did I have a plan? That was just something I thought about. But you can still examine that. Now, usually when someone is wants to commit suicide, they have a plan. I interviewed a young lady who was a woman of God. She's in my page. And she uh, is a survival survivor of suicide. And she was a church. She's in church. She has young children. Her difference was she had a plan. Her plan was mapped out. She's going to go home. Her husband always keeps the gun in the top drawer. She's going to take her kids to her mother house. She's going to come back to the house, reach for the gun, take the gun, and kill herself. You see how it was a detailed plan? Right, 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 right. right. I'm Very detailed. Whereas someone, like, oh, I just, you know, I just... I, I want to go with my mom. I want to be with my mama. That's more hurt. That's more right. breathing. Right. So listen, not I want plan. to, and, and I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we're running out of time, and I really want to oh, get this question. Loving really this quick. <laughs> Yes, and this is so helpful. It's so very, very helpful. Um, So what tools can we use, right? What tools can we use so that we can break the power of the enemy Okay, that attacks the minds. If you can tell us that in three minutes, what tools can we use? Two minutes. <laughs> okay, definitely prayer. Definitely calling out the spirit when you see the spirit of depression, mm -hmm. the spirit of uh, confusion, mm -hmm. the spirit of anxiety. You you have to name that spirit, call it out. Prayer, bind it up, right, and cast it out. Amen. Spirit of infirmity. You want to be general, general? The spirit of infirmities. Mm -hmm. I see you, spirit of infirmity. Yes. I I bind you up and cast you out in the name Ooh, of Jesus. Yes. Oh God. Yes. You have to see it. Yes. So ask God to give you discernment. So mm -hmm. let's let's pray in our last few minutes. Let's pray. Let's pray against um um every spirit of infirmity, every mind binding spirit, every python spirit. Every spirit of confusion, depression, whether it be situational or clinical, in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you tonight, God, for your hand. Thank you for using this vessel tonight to bring forth your word. In the name of Jesus, we cast out every spirit, Father, that's not like you. We bind the spirit of anxiety and we cast it out. We bind the spirit, oh God, of depression in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you that you would allow the peace of God. God, that passes all understanding to guard the hearts and the minds of those that are watching and those that are listening. We thank you, Lord God, for deliverance coming tonight in the name of Jesus. We cancel every spirit right now, God, in Jesus' name that's not like you. Lord God, every spirit of constriction of the mind in the name of Jesus, 
Oh God, every python spirit, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we curse it at the root. We lose the joy of the Lord. We lose the peace of God in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just give you glory and honor for your presence, for your anointing, God, because you are still healer. You are still deliverer in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that depression was nailed to the cross. We thank you that anxiety was nailed to the cross. We thank you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that every sickness and disease was nailed to the cross. And there was nothing too hard for you. And so we praise you for it now. We give you glory. We ask you to bless Evangelist Terry. We ask you to bless her ministry. Bless those lives, God, that she comes in contact with. We thank you, Lord, for exponential growth. We thank you, Lord, for opening doors that no man can close on her behalf. And we thank you for doing it right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We want to thank God for you tonight. Yes. Thank you for sharing on tonight. Thank you so much for just, you know, bringing good, helpful, spiritual and natural information on tonight. Listen, those of you who want to be able to connect with Evangelist Terry, her information is on the screen. You can connect with her by email by going to addyterry1966 at gmail.com. You can see her YouTube page. Go to her YouTube page and you can find her on Facebook. She has has a group on Facebook, the Multicultural Faith-Based Mental Health Network. Go see about it, okay, and be a part of it. We want to thank God for you all. Thank God for all of you who joined us on tonight. This has been a phenomenal blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you to my co-hosts. Appreciate you so very much. You, as always, did a phenomenal job. We thank God for you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. So we thank God again for everyone that's here. Listen to me. I pray that tonight has been a blessing to you. We pray that you have been encouraged and strengthened. We want to encourage you to go and watch us on the Roku Network. And listen, here's an announcement for those of you who are watching. Evangelist Terry will be launching her a program on the on our Roku channel on Oasis Television Network starting August. Hallelujah. So we are excited about her being a part of our family on Roku. Amen. And listen, even as we launch out into Apple TV and Fire TV, you'll be able to watch her there as well. And so we want to thank God for you all joining us. Have a blessed night. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. And I pray that you all were strengthened on tonight by what you received from this great woman of God. God bless you. Be blessed. Have a good night.
You did a phenomenal job tonight. God bless you. Oh, my God. To that be all the glory. With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.